Hey y'all, what's going on? Welcome to the Ragers Podcast. It is a bittersweet episode today as we are doing the last show of this Broncos season. It is 2021. Happy New Year. If I had one of those stupid plastic horns, I'd blow it right now for you. Hope you had a wonderful holiday. And it's bittersweet. It's not only it's the last show, but the Broncos basically are playing for nothing except for bragging rights. We don't have a lot going on, but you know just as well as I do, even if there's no reason to play the game, there's still a way to make some money on the game. And that's what we're going to talk about here today. As always, I'm here with my buddy, Jared. J-Rock, man, how you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, it is bittersweet. It's sad that we're sitting here with the last episode. Thanks, everybody, for following us this year. It's been a, it's been fun. We made some money, yeah. which is good. And now we gotta, we just got to look forward to the Raiders before we look to the offseason, uh, which we probably won't have too much as far as Raiders go. But if you're following Orange Weekly, make sure you guys are uh, keeping up with the Orange Weekly tab as we go into the offseason. Yeah, absolutely. Again, we are Orange Weekly fans, brews, Broncos news. That's what we're all about on this podcast here. We are going to look specifically at the fantasy football and the sports betting implications of the Broncos game. Of course, most fantasy football seasons are wrapped up for most of you. Hopefully you won your championship game, but we're going to still talk about a way to make some money. And listen, Jared, man, it's been a tough year. It's 2020 is gone. 2021 is here. I can't even tell you how many game or how many uh, New Year's over the years Jared and I have spent together. But hey, man, just for old time's sake, man, you know what time it is? It's the, the first beer 30 of 2021, baby. There we go. Orange Weekly. Fans, brews, and Broncos news. Oh, yeah, Jared and I have some hilarious stories. Speaking of <laughs> phone shots at midnight, I mean, crazy stuff. Over oh, the man. Today, I got my absolute all-time favorite beer. That's Mercenary IPA from um, Odell Brewing Company. So we're going to ride into 2021 with a great beer. Jared, what you drinking over there, man? Yeah, I'm, I'm sticking with this slow brew. It's a uh, This is a Cali Squeeze. It's, I know everybody hates the, the flavored beers, but it's a Hefeweizen. It's a mango-flavored Hefeweizen, which, man, it gets smooth. That sounds like a smooth one for sure. So, like Jared said, making money, uh, Ragers right now, 34, 22, and 3 on the year. Um, we've had a great season. We've made some cash, some big weeks. We've struggled a little bit down the stretch. I feel like um, we keep finding ourselves betting on players that get hurt in the middle of the game with KJ Hamler basically going out on like the third play of the game last week. Um, but we, we sat here and we told you that Jerry Judy was going to be the guy, and and despite Jerry Judy cashing all of our tickets before halftime last week, <laughs> I still feel like Jerry Judy screwed us somehow, some way, and probably screwed all of Broncos country for that matter with that game. Jared, as you think back to last week and you think back to that Chargers game, what are your just sort of general reactions to, to what we saw on the field last week? Yeah, it did, it did see like uh, Judy kind of ruined a couple things, but I think that's because we took the Broncos to win, and it seemed, it was very seemingly that Jerry Judy was the reason we didn't win. But there was a lot of other things that I saw. There was missed reads, there was missed blocks, there was blown coverage. Um, there was a lot of things other than it was a missed field goal, missed kick. There's a couple things that, that wasn't exactly his fault, but yeah, it did. At the end of that game, everyone's like, why are we still throwing to this guy? Right. But what I do like about that is that chemistry between Drew Locke and him not being afraid that because he dropped a couple of balls and getting the ball back to him, like right. making sure that he can get the ball and, and do something with it. So I do like that for going forward as we talk about this game and next right. season, as far as Jerry Judy's production goes. But uh, yeah, that was a, uh, that was a sad one. 
Yeah, and and you know we you get the back to back drops towards the end of the game on the same drive, and then we get the ball late, and then you get that like forty yard bomb down the field that would have surely put us in a field goal range, and you get that drop there. Uh, it felt like again that somehow, some way, I was mad at Jerry Judy, of course, from a Broncos fan perspective, even though he had a great game on the field. And so the other kind of storyline that we were looking at as we were going into the Chargers game that was going to be interesting for us again, if we're thinking about sports betting. We want predictability. That is the thing. That is what we want. We want predictability and we want to be able to exploit matchups. The thing that we were not predicting and we had no idea what to predict was, was the running back room and the split of the carries. And so we see something happen in the game where Melvin Gordon largely gets the lion's share. But we also saw something very interesting was that Drew Locke threw the ball way too many damn times, even oh, though man. it seemed like the run game was quite productive. What, what, did, what are your takeaways from the running aspect of the Broncos last week? I mean, so this is going to go back to another uh, patting ourselves on the back here because obviously we were right about targeting Judy last week. We talked about that heavily and we were talking about how we need to split the carries 50% run, 50% cat pass. Uh, but yeah, we only had a look to 22 carries, 22 rushing rushing calls, and 47 attempts over the air. Wow. And that doesn't include the five times that Drew Locke had to scramble. So that's sure. we're talking about over 50. To, he threw. We called over 50 passing plays and only something just over 20 run plays. And we we're averaging 4.8 yards per run with Melvin Gordon and Levante Bellamy, who was actually running pretty well before he also got sure. injured. So that was just over the, like, like you said, that's something that you can't predict. Like why are, if we're running 4.8 yards per run, yeah. are we not conti- continuing with that and sticking with that? But yeah, like, and it's going back to what you said a couple episodes ago, four or five, Six episodes ago, last time he threw for over 40 times. Anytime Drew Locke has to throw for 40 times, do not expect to win that game. Yeah, 100%. And and that, that thing makes things scary as we start to think about this week and we start thinking about the offseason. And again, if you are a Bronco maniac like we are and you follow the Broncos all offseason long, make sure on that Facebook page, on that Twitter page, on that Instagram page, you're giving Orange Weekly a like. We do stuff for you all all year long. So you, we, we do this all year long. We track, we follow, we listen to every podcast, interview, anything we can get our hands on. We're going to digest that Broncos content for you, and we're going to present it to you in a meaningful way. Again, Orange Weekly, we are here for you um, all season long and all off season long as well. So with that said, though, that brings up an interesting factoid, right? Is Drew Locke the guy? Here's what I do know for sure. Drew Locke is not the Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers type of quarterback in this league. He is not a guy I don't feel like that we can just hang it on his back and have him run it all the way, um, you know, and carry us through multiple games, multiple weeks in a row. He is just not that guy. Not saying that Drew Locke is not the guy, though, that he can still be the guy without having to throw the ball 47 times in a game. There are many quarterbacks in this league that have been tremendously successful with complementary football, right? We're seeing a lot of that happen right now. Josh Allen, Ryan Tannehill. There are some football teams out there that play a lot of really great complimentary ball that really, really are productive football teams. Did did Drew Locke answer any questions? Did he give you more questions? What are you thinking about just Drew Locke in general moving forward? So I, I was watching a, a film breakdown. I'm going to kind of shout out to uh, Tim Jenkins. He runs Jenkins Elite down there in Colorado. He's uh, he breaks down the quarterback looks. He actually does a lot of really good breakdowns. He broke down the game for the for the Chargers, and he actually showed very well that not only are the play calls actually looking brilliant, some of the play calls are looking great, but he's actually making the right reads most of the time. The hmm. problem is, is the three or four times that he doesn't make the right reads, he makes 
a ridiculous mistake, like yeah, throwing really. behind the guy. And, and you know, and so and that's, I think, our only issue. We have three interceptions in a game. It's because he made three mistakes and the rest of them are pretty right. decent thought processes. So I do think that Drew Locke is a quarterback of the future. And I, I also think that Pat Shermer was trying to prove to the the general public that Drew Locke can be our guy. If he goes out and throws 50, 50 times and we win that game, we're talking about a completely different conversation. Sure. Right. If 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 uh, Jerry Judy doesn't drop that beautifully thrown ball in the corner of the end zone yep. or the, the 40 yard down the field for the I mean, we could have had a comeback uh, a game on his shoulders. We're right. talking about a completely different conversation, but you're right. I think I think there's nobody moving anywhere. I think we just need to get rid of some of these small mistakes, some sure. of the very little minute stuff. And and it's a, we're a completely different team. Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, I. I've learned this about Drew Locke. He is not going to be the guy that's going to be able to throw the ball 45 times a game and, and we will win the game. That's okay. Right. I'm not saying that that's a bad thing, right? And game manager, I know that that kind of gets a little bit of a, a negative rap. I'm good if we want to hang our hat on the defense and we just need a competent quarterback um, that we can depend on to make a play every so often. He's shown some glimpses of that at times. Uh, really interesting. But I think you and I, we talked about it multiple times on the show. It seems like Pat Shermer and Drew Locke are trying to prove something to some folks, man. I just want you to win some damn football games. And, and, yeah. and that's, you know, I think that's where some of the frustration from, from Broncos country is right now. And I think to that point, too, you're, we're talking if he makes one mistake for every 10 throws, right? One mistake for every 10 throws, and you're throwing 50 times, he's going to make five mistakes. Right. You, right. you know, I mean, he's going to throw three interceptions and have two really bad, like, misplays. But if he yeah. only throws for 20 times, and he only has two mistakes, and hopefully they're not big ones. Then we don't. We're not talking about having four interception games or three interception games. Obviously, he didn't throw for any interceptions. Or, uh, sorry, he threw for two interceptions. Yeah. One of them was kind of at the at the end there. And uh, yeah. but yeah, so I, I don't know. Like, it's it's all about that. It's the mistakes. If he can yeah. minimize or get rid of some of those small mistakes, then we have no issue with Drew Locke as as the franchise quarterback for this team. And like you said, being a game manager, hanging our hat on the defense. And I think I'm, I'm, I might be getting this wrong, um, but I think he's at game 16 or 17 right now. Right. So I think officially right. he, uh, he's played one NFL season. And so right. I'll cut the guy a bit of the benefit of the doubt. All right, let's go to next week. Raiders. Oh, the Raiders. Oh Lord. Raiders, Raiders, Raiders. Um, Raiders, so we've Raiders. Got two games, two teams, basically that are playing for nothing at this point in time. And so, Here's a, just a bit of sports betting advice. Again, this is a really tough week, I think, in most weeks to bet on, just in general in the NFL. I would only bet on must-win games. So that's the only thing that I would really do. Of course, we're going to play some bets here today. But if I'm looking at the NFL slate for Sunday, I'm only betting on must-win games because those are the only ones, again, that I think provide some of that predictability. So – we got to figure out some predictability. Do we want to win? Of course we want to win. Do I think we could win? Absolutely. I think we can win. I hate the Raiders. You hate the Raiders. We all hate the Raiders. We all know what this is. So let's think about this predictability. And let, I want to start with a couple of things here. One, I did some digging on some contracts. It doesn't look like any of our key stars have any incentive written contracts that depend on any performance outcome. So Melvin Gordon's not based on any like 500,000 bonus, you know, we got Locke and Fant are on rookie and Judy are all on rookie deals. Nobody's really on any sort of prove a deal right now. But I ask you this, this question, Jared, do stats, statistics, do they mean anything to players? Do they care? Do you think, or what are your senses of that? I think they do. They, I mean, they'll, they'll get in front, they'll get in front of a camera and say, Oh, it doesn't matter what the stats are. But then they turn around. They were like, yeah, I've had three 1000 yard rushing years, right? Like yeah. that's kind of one of those things that you, you, you they, those add up. And those are the stats that, you know, CBS is putting up randomly on stupid, uh, you know, <laughs> right. stupid uh, art on their thing. But um, 
Yeah, I, I do think I think they care a little bit. If there's anybody that's close to kind of breaking, you know, um, okay record, something like over a thousand yards rushing or over a certain yeah. amount of yards receiving, then I, I think they care, and I think that they're going to try to target him, especially in a game like you said that doesn't really matter. Yeah. So you know, so we think about a couple things, right? We got Drew Locke, who's got a negative uh, turnover differential, right? He's got 14 touchdowns, 15 interceptions. I'm wondering if that means anything to Drew Locke. He's sitting at like basically 2,600 passing yards. I don't think he's going to get over that certain number. Um, if I recall, though, his preseason total was like 2,800 for the season. So he might get over his preseason total there. Not 100% sure. We did take Drew Locke, if you remember, in our preseason picks to throw over 20 touchdown passes on the year. I don't <laughs> think he's throwing six tomorrow or on Sunday. But, hell, if Drew Locke, you want to throw six up there, that'd be fine for my bets. Um, I don't mind that. Melvin Gordon sitting at 893 yards. Interesting. Can Melvin Gordon – you think it means anything for him to get to that thousand yard rushing mark? Absolutely. And with the absence of Philip Lindsay and the injuries right. that we have in the backfield, I think that's, that's, he's going to be the workhorse. Now I, I think we need to give him the ball more than 15 times to be able to do that. But I, th- I do, I think we're going to try to give him that, uh, like I said, get him that thousand yard game. Yeah. And then let's go over to the wide receiver crew. I'm going to tease another one of our preseason uh, bets here. Again, this is probably why I feel a little bit um, ugly or nasty about the Jerry Judy deal. We took Jerry Judy to go over 750 yards receiving on the season. We got it at 749.5 yards. He catches one or two of those drops he would have gone over for the year. Um, But his total um, season stats right now, he is sitting at 716 yards receiving. So he needs about 35 yards. Do you think 750 means something to Jerry Judy? I don't think that number means anything to him because I don't think he was really tracking that. I think he's, you know, a lot of those guys are really thinking about that thousand yard mark. Right. Uh, I don't think anybody's really thinking about 750, but I do think with the the game that he had last week, the way that Drew Locke went out there and continued to target him, I think they're going to try to get him a, a bounce back game, just like they were trying to get Locke a big game. I agree. And the only other one I think is notable is Tim Patrick is sitting there right at about the 700 yard mark as well. So I think those two are, are, are you know, sort of uh, hedging for the number one spot on the year for the receiving crew all right let's take all that context and go what do you got there jared i I think with tim patrick there's another thing that we need to add in there one uh again listen watching tim jenkins breakdown he he was kind of lazy on a lot of his passing but he's on a contract year he's on a contract year and he is going to what depending on what he does this year means the more money he could possibly make. So if he comes out and has a great game at the end of the year goes over that 750 or you know whatever whatever that mark is then we're talking about a different, you know, a different off season for him. So he has motivation to play as well. Right. And John Elway, in case you're just consuming this podcast, just on your regular drive down over to Dove Valley, just sign Tim Patrick, damn it. And make him our wife <laughs> moving forward and just be done with all of yep. this nonsense. So, all right. So let's think about this week's game. Let's break it down. Position groups, Jared, knowing that there's pretty much little to play for, except for a little bit of pride. I think Drew Locke definitely wants to go out on the right foot. Uh, Melvin Gordon's eye in that thousand yard mark. And I think Jerry Judy is in dire need of a bounce back game just to kind of, you know, ease some of the critics there. Uh, wide receivers. How, how are we looking this week? Oh, great. Uh, our, our wide receiver matchup versus their safety corner matchup is amazing. Their, their defense is, is abysmal. Uh, <laughs> but we said that last time. Uh, and yeah. unfortunately it did not play out well for us. I believe last time we played the Raiders was uh four interceptions. So, um, you know, I, I'm not going to take anything for granted here. However, I, what I do want to say is that they're the 31st ranked defense in the league 
and we are the 31st wow. ranked offense. Yeah. So <laughs> you take it, we take it with a grain of salt. And obviously that 31st ranked offense, we've seen just, you know, split seconds of greatness from this offense that can sure. happen. Um, and I still think we're really good between the twenties. It's just whenever we get down to the red zone, we can't finish off. Uh, but yeah, they're the 31st ranked defense. They are not doing very well. Their safety, Jonathan Abram is not playing very well this year. Eric Harris is their other safety. I think he's in his injury. Uh, yeah. Trevon Mullen isn't playing well. Like all their corners are not playing well. And we're talking about guys like Jerry Judy and Tim Patrick who are great route runners. Yeah. They should be, they, sh- they should be open. <laughs> yes. So the, now the catching it is, is, is I suppose, the, the yeah. second part of that. Yeah. Well, and, and then we have the finding the open guy right. and then catching it. We have two things in there that we haven't been very good on. And we know KJ Hamler's out, right? So we got Jerry Judy, Tim Patrick. We got Deshaun Hamilton, who gets a little bit of love every so often. He seems to splash every so often. What about Noah Fant? And what are you expecting from him this week? Yeah, again, uh, no offense against these linebackers. I'll take any day of the week. And I think just like – I don't think there's very many coverage linebackers in the league as much as I want one. I know that there's not a lot. But I, right. I think no offense, a, a, a steal here. Um, I think and just like we do every single week, I'm going to hammer whatever his line that comes out. Yeah. But LaMarcus Joyner is their third quarter, uh, their slot corner, probably going up against Hamilton and Fant. And then their, their uh, linebackers just cannot keep up with someone like him. They're yeah. going to have to play zone or something to try to stop him. But I, I – expect him to get not only a lot of targets but i expect him to get a lot of yards this week good yeah love it love it and we're looking here last week again six targets 65 yards i mean honestly if you've bet fan every single game this year i think he's probably like on every game that he's played he's probably like 10 and 2 in covering his line he's been amazing for us this year we stayed away a little bit just because we were kind of thinking about the dynamics of the game um and his line was a little bit inflated but i think that that's right on running backs we believe that melvin gordon's going to be the workhorse do we have any advantages do you think you're going to have a chance there Again, again, their their run defense is, is abysmal. And but and again, I I do think that our offense, our offensive line, we ran four point. I mean, they didn't have their two major rushers, right? Melvin Ingram has been out for Joey Bosa right. was out, so that was that was kind of a hurt to them. But when we're running four point eight yards per carry, and specifically Melvin Gordon was getting four point nine yards per touch, right. he only got sixteen touches. If he can keep that up. Just ride him all game long. Continue controlling the clock. Ride him all game long. He's probably going to get a score or two in here and get him over that thousand yard rush mark. Call it a day. Yeah, I would love. I would just absolutely, absolutely love that. So, thinking through this game, I, I don't expect Drew Lock to throw the ball forty seven times again, but I do think that we're going to have some advantages. I'd love to see him again. That twenty two completion. 25-28 attempt type of mark, a couple of touchdowns would be wonderful for that day. I also agree with you that I think Melvin Gordon's going to be the workhorse. We saw 16 carries, 79 yards. He's sitting at 73 yards this week. I have not I, I don't think we've bet on Melvin Gordon basically the entire year, maybe except for once. I am going to take Melvin Gordon this week because I think he's the only one that has something to play for. You also got to remember he's going to be suspended for the first three or four games of next season. This is the last time this kid's going to play ball for some time. I think it's going to be a worthwhile bet. I think we're going to run the ball. I think Bellamy's going to be – he's banged up a little bit, so I don't know if we're going to see as much from Bellamy. We might get some Freeman love in there, but he only got two carries last week, so I would love yeah, to he see was also, He was also going out with a hip injury. He wasn't 100%, and we found that out kind of halfway through the game. Right, yeah, exactly. So uh, Melvin Gordon, 73.5 yards. I think that that is an absolute steal. And honestly, where all the lines are for everything else, I, it might be a, a situation of pick your poison, Jerry. Let me give you the lines, and you tell me what you think sounds good. Fant. 48, Patrick, 42, Judy, 42. Any of those stand out to you as a, as a must bet? I mean, I, I always love the Fant. I do think we're going to target Judy. I don't know what we're going to do with Tim Patrick. I don't know how, 
how that's going to play in. Um, but again, if we're only throwing 22 times, we kind of have to pick and choose which one of those we think is really going to be getting that focus. Cause you know, 48 yards is a tight end. That's you're talking to probably like six, rece- six receptions. You're talking that he's probably right. got to get targeted quite a few times. Yeah. Yeah. And I, question I think that I'm trying to figure out here. So we see Jerry, or I'm sorry, we see Tim Patrick's production declining. We see, uh, you know, Deshaun Hamilton's our number one receiver last week. If it wasn't, you know, if Jerry Judy would have caught a damn ball. Um, he would have been the number one wide receiver of Tim Patrick or Jerry Judy. Who do you think has a bigger game? Is it Tim Patrick trying to prove something in a contract year or is it really, Hey, Tim Patrick, you might be on the way out the door. Let's see if we can get Jerry Judy a good, nice bounce back game. I, I think it's going to be it, exactly that. I think they're going to try to get Jerry Judy a bounce back game. And, and it's not just, you know, the, the coordinators and the coaches focusing on that. You talk about Drew Locke, who has right. that, you know, they're, they're both younger in the league. They know they're going to be there for the next few years. And I think he wants to get him back into the public spotlight as the good guy. So I think he's going to be targeting him. He's going to be using him as his number one read a lot more, just as much, if not a little bit less than 15 times in a game. Yeah. I, I, I'm with you too, Jared. I'm going to hammer Jerry Judy again at 42 yards. Um, I think the betting public's a little bit down on him. We've seen lines in the upper 50s all the way to 60 yards for some games. He is a wide receiver one in the NFL. How many wide receiver ones, if you were to go through the bet slip for Sunday's game, are going to be at 42 yards as a wide receiver one in the NFL? I bet you're not going to find another one that's lower than that. I would take Jerry Judy. And look at I'm going to throw out a fun one here for you. I'm going to take Jerry Judy to score a touchdown as well this week. Right now, anytime touchdown score plus 240. So you're getting almost 2.5 times your money back on a bet there. Basically 25 bucks to win like 65 or so dollars there. So you'd net, you know, your total winnings would be $90 back or so on that type of a bet there. I think there's tremendous value there for me. Um, I'm with you. I, I think Jerry Judy's the guy that's going to be there. Fant, again, I, I told you from the start of the year, if Fant's under 50 yards, he's worth betting for. So go for it. Yeah. If you think you want to hammer Fant, you can go for it and go from there. Uh, Drew Locke, 228 yards passing. What is that? Does that excite you or not, bro? It does not. He threw for 47 times and only got 264 yards last uh, last week. I do not like him anything over 200 yards yeah. right now. And nor should he be throwing over 200 for over 200 <laughs> yards at any point in time in the game. So Right predictability is key. We know nothing. What are the Broncos playing for? I think Jerry Judy's got a little bit to play for because he needs to get a bounce back game. Melvin Gordon's just shy of his thousand yard mark with, he needs a hundred yard rushing day. Basically I'm going to give it to him. I think Melvin Gordon clears that hundred yard rushing mark. I love the 73.5 yards that we're going to get for him tomorrow. Jerry Judy 42. Again, if he's got 15 targets, hell if he gets six targets on Sunday, I think he covers that 43 yards. Don't forget again, who's on the other side of the ball against Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs, right? His his teammate from Alabama that was drafted a little bit higher than him. I think he's got something he'd like to prove uh, this week on the football field. I'm also going to take Jerry Judy to score a touchdown plus 240 on the week. If we see a line come out for Deshaun Hamilton or Royce Freeman, that might be interesting. Again, you can always follow us live at OW Ragers. I like to post a little video every Sunday for you all to make sure you have something to bet on or anything that catches my eye as we come down the stretch. I love... Broncos. It's sad. I hate being five and ten. Uh, I six and ten, five and eleven. Both sound like shitty numbers to me. So take your damn pick. I don't give a crap which one you want. I'm hopeful that we are going to see enough from Drew Locke. At the start of this year, I thought we were maybe a year away from the playoffs. I didn't know if we were going to make the playoffs this year, but I thought we were going to make a step closer. The unfortunate thing, as we sit today, 
I still feel like we're a couple years away from being a true contender. I, w- I don't feel like we made that one-year leap in the one-year time like we should have this year. I'm hoping to see from Drew Locke tomorrow on Sunday, whatever you listen to this, whatever day it is, Sunday, um, some significant movement towards, hey, feeling like we're getting close to playoff contention. I don't know if we're going to see that. I'm hopeful we're going to see that, but, geez, please see that um, there. Jared, Broncos, do they win? Do they lose? How's it going? We're a three-point underdog, I believe, right now at home. So where are we at? I think Broncos win this. I said that last week too, and uh, obviously we we should have we should have won that too. But we we gotta win this game. This is a, this is a an ego game for both mm-hmm. sides, which is a little dangerous, like you said, for predictability's cases. Right. You know, it's an ego game. It's an AFC West rival. We've been, you know, we fucking hate the Raiders. They right. Hate the Raiders. Hate them. So, um, yeah, I I think we win this game. I think we have enough in the tank. I think we have enough motivation to go out and beat the Raiders uh, this this Sunday. Yeah, so I'm seeing lines at minus two or minus three. I like the Broncos as well to cover. The 51 total, I, I'm going to stay away from that total. That feels a little bit high for my oh, liking um, just based on the game. But it might become a shootout in hell. You know what? That would be way better than the lackluster game that we saw last week. I'd love to see a 35-30 type of football game. That would be <laughs> so much fun. Um, I don't know if we're going to get that. Stay away from the over-under. I also like the Broncos this week. Um, at minus two, don't even bother betting the spread. Just take them to, to win the game outright. You're not going to get much at the minus two mark. If you get a line at minus three, then I think it's worthwhile to take that minus three because you might get a line like you saw last week. Or I'm sorry, get the plus three for the Broncos because you might get a push like you did last week. So um, Judy, I think he's got a bounce back game. Gordon's got something to play for. Drew Locke needs to not look like shit. Um, I, I think the Broncos win. It's at home. It'll be a beautiful day at mile high on Sunday. I'm thinking Broncos. I love all this stuff. Again, thank you all so much for riding with us this year. It's been such a fun, fun ride. We'll do this again next year. Hopefully, you put some money in your pocket. J-Rock, anything for the good of the order, brother? You said it. I think thank you so much for listening. Thanks for following. This is the first year of the Ragers podcast. We did it last year here and there uh, right. a couple weeks for a while. We did some Ragers. Uh, but this is the first year that we did every single week. We did a podcast. Hopefully, we put some money in your pocket. Hopefully, Ray put some money in your pocket. I'm just yeah. here to, to look pretty and tell them that the Broncos suck. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully you guys are having a good new year's and we will see you make sure you guys hit the subscribe button. Cause then when we come back again in a year, uh, yeah. for the beginning of next year that we pop back up into your podcast reel so that we can, uh, put some more money in your pockets next year as we continue with this orange weekly ragers train. Yeah. And again, orange weekly fans, brews, Broncos news, any Broncos news that you need this off season, you follow us at orange weekly, much love y'all appreciate y'all. We will talk soon. And of course, go Broncos. Go Broncos. Orange Weekly. Fans, brews, and Broncos news.